and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks, Broncos country, let's ride, and Eric Fry. Yeah, and you know, you got, you, 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 excuse me. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, uh, welcome to a new week, it's a new day, it's Monday, October 9th, 2023, it's Columbus, Christopher Columbus Day, for those that celebrate, school's being off, mm-hmm. so that's good for you, and Our indigenous people's day. yes, I wasn't going to try to pronounce the word, but you you nailed it, Yep, right there for me, so I try. Uh, we got a good show of lineup for you, as always, and it's a loaded show uh, because it's a post-weekend. So, uh, of course, we got to recap everything that happened in week seven of high school football. Games that happened on Friday, games that happened on uh, Saturday. We'll be here to uh, recap it all and uh, see where our area teams stack up for the final two weeks of the regular season and the last playoff pushes. Some teams clinched playoff spots, so we'll take a look at that. We'll recap our football pick'em game, and we'll get some overreactions as well. Of course, beast mode, how do you like me now? Of course, as well, and we'll also hit up on uh, some other local sports uh, that uh, don't involve the uh, pigskin, a big NTC uh, championship there on uh, Friday night, Mm -hmm. and a third-place game was a absolutely high-scoring affair uh, there. That was uh, insane there on uh, Friday with uh, North Clay and South Central, and uh, we'll take a look at that. We'll take a look at everything that happened in the world of uh, golf there that weekend on Friday and uh, Saturday. We got some champions that were crowned and uh, some champions that are here, right here locally. St. Anthony did it again, back-to-back state championships for the uh, Bulldogs. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Mount Carmel. They did one better. They didn't go back-to-back. They went back-to-back-to-back. They're in a girls golf. So uh, we'll take a look at everything uh, there. Of course, the post-weekend. So we'll get you the top three moments from the sports weekend. And we'll hit up on uh, some NFL, Major League Baseball, and NASCAR as well. And recap NASCAR pick them. As well, we might skip over that this week. Though. No, we're gonna talk. Ah, man, the run had to come to an end sooner or later. Hey, you, you're still sitting in high contrast. Yeah, still, still be all right, but uh, watching the race intently 
yesterday yeah, with everything else that was going on. Last couple of laps, I was as well. Uh, I kept that, saw that number keep getting closer and closer yep. to the drivers. I'm like, no, yep. no, not again, no. Yesterday would have been a great day for me to have multiple screens oh, yeah. on my television because there's a lot of action yep. going on with postseason baseball, NFL. It was a loaded college football slate this weekend, and we'll probably get to that tomorrow. We won't have a lot of time for that today so mm-hmm. uh save that for a topic another day because that's a box of worms that we need to unbox there oh, yeah. with a team that's right here on our station the fighting illini and their pitiful performance against nebraska and don't forget they're in action this saturday against maryland you can hear it on 98.9 the game and that is a 2.30 kickoff, and found out that the homecoming kickoff is also 2.30 mm-hmm. as well. Also, don't forget, we will have um, one of the NLDS games tonight, the mm-hmm. first game. And then the rest of this week, Travis, two games on Tuesday, two games on Wednesday, two games on Thursday, two games on Friday from yeah. the baseball world. We're loading you up with baseball postseason. Loaded MLB postseason, yep. so uh, we'll get to that, and we'll talk about those games that happened mm-hmm. the weekend and getting them started coming up here in just a little bit. But, uh, all right, we need to get this started here, and we need to get a jump started with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show, First things first. And we're starting off in high school football, and we'll start off with uh, the uh, Saturday matchup because uh, well, that team actually got the uh, victory over on a WSCRA on a Saturday, and that was the uh, Cumberland Pirates. Eric had the coverage uh, there as uh, Cumberland. 55 points on mm-hmm. Saturday against the Tri-County Titans. 55-12 to 12 was the, the uh, final there on Saturday in uh, Tri-County. And it was a little bit of, I'd say, a slow start because yes. Cumberland only scored 14 points there in the first quarter. But then the uh, route was on as uh, Cumberland would put touchdown after touchdown after touchdown there in the second quarter. They eventually built that lead up to 42-0. to zero. Tri-County did score with a little bit of time remaining right mm-hmm. before the half. But, uh, man, 42 to nothing lead. Uh, Cumberland just rolled on a Saturday and uh, rolled the 55 points eventually. Yeah, 55, like you said, uh, you know, 416 yards of offense. Travis, mm. the important thing for coach, no turnovers, two penalties. You force two picks on the other side. That's a, that's a, that's a win. You'll that's take how you it. win. And mm-hmm. the Cumberland Pirates did that on on Saturday. And, and, you know, you look at that second quarter, Travis, you know, where Cumberland built up their lead. You know, it was a pick that went for points. Then on the very next drive, it was another pick that ended up going for points uh, on that drive. So you have back-to-back possessions. And then Cumberland went to kick off after that one. And the kicker, and I've never seen this before, hit a Tri-County player. One of the very first Tri-County players hit him and made the ball bounce back to Cumberland. He hit him so hard, it bounced right back hmm. to the Pirates. They were able to land on it and get the ball because wow. he touched it, even sure. though it touched him more so. <laughs> yeah. So it, Cumberland got the ball right back, able to score again. So it was really, hmm. 
I've never seen that happen before. Sure, of a kicker yeah. literally hitting somebody right in that front line and getting the ball to bounce back towards the Pirates. That's something that, when you talk postseason, could be valuable for the Pirates' late-game situation, needing an onside kick. Just kick it as hard as you can at the very first guy in the front and see if you can get that lucky bounce. Yeah. If they're not prepared <laughs> for it, it's they weren't trying to do it. Mm-hmm. It, it just happened, and it yeah. worked out great. So, sure, yeah, uh, what an odd play. And it was it worked out great for the Pirates, like you said. So many Cumberland Pirates uh, able to, to get, you know, playing time and you know coach said that's one of the things that they haven't done a whole lot this year is kind of get that second team in there um a lot they just haven't Mm -hmm. been a lot of those games but he said you know that's one of the things that he feels keeps Cumberland good year after year after year is getting some playing time for those underclassmen in varsity games Mm -hmm. and you know Tri-County to their credit never took their first team offense or defense out they were trying to work on some things, trying to improve, trying to get better. So mm-hmm. it's a really good opportunity for those underclassmen to get in there. And uh, most points of the year for the Pirates thus far this year. And yeah. the defense, you know, yes, you, you gave up 14. One was a 29-yard touchdown pass with 18 seconds left in the half when you're already up 42 to nothing. Yeah. And the other one was in the fourth quarter with the running clock. So this Cumberland defense still, I think, is looking very strong. You, you talk about it, you know, you throw away the Sullivan game, they've limited Arthur, they've limited Villa mm-hmm. Grove, they've limited these teams to put under their normal, you know, points. Yeah. And Cumberland defense, I think it's very underrated, but I think it's a very good defense. And that really helps your offense, especially with the style that Cumberland plays of kind of that grind it and ground the ball and just use up clock and use, you know, go on long drives and stuff like that. It's great to have a defense that can stop an opponent and get you that football. Mm-hmm. So you can do that and kind of basically play keep away. Right. And that's what the Pirates, you know, they did that against Villa Grove. Yeah, they, they did that at Villa Grove and they did that against Arthur too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, I think the Pirates are kind of finding their groove. They're, they're, and I think you really needed this one. This one gets you five. It makes you playoff eligible, not mm-hmm. knowing what you're heading into with Nokomis, a place you've never played before, a team you've never played before, and a team, both these teams, Nokomis and Argenta, end the season, are playing for their playoff lives. Mm-hmm. And as I said on the broadcast and I said to Coach, you never know what a team will pull out when they're desperate because they know they have to win. Yeah, You could watch all the film, but they may come out with something completely different because they need to win. Right, And you don't want to go into those two games knowing you have to win. A sixth one would be nice. And, come, you know, Coach said, we still want to host a playoff game. And in order to do that, you got to get seven. You got to get that, Six yeah. will not get you a home playoff game. You mm-hmm. have to get seven. So that's still the goal for the Pirates. Right. And I think it's good for Cumberland to play Nokomis here in week eight since it is a newer opponent that you've never seen before. At least you have a good amount of film uh, on them rather than just seeing them early in the season and whatnot from last year's film and whatnot. So uh, traditionally, Nokomis a powerhouse in the uh, run game and whatnot. So that's one of the things that Cumberland will have to mm-hmm. uh, contend with and the long trip there yes. uh, to Nokomis with yes. the bus, r- bus ride and everything and whatnot. But yeah, that's a valid point there that uh, finally Cumberland getting some of those uh, second unit guys uh, in there. It's something that they probably haven't done since week one. Uh, Sarah Gordo was 44 to nothing. Sagamon Valley was 41 to 14. But then after that, 
they've been fairly similar game or closer games mm -hmm. and whatnot where they weren't able to do that. So, uh, hey, yeah, Cumberland gets their uh, fifth win, but uh, Tri-County, uh, they unfortunately uh, fall there and they fall to 0-7 on the season, dating back to last year now, a 10-game losing streak mm -hmm. uh, for them. Uh, for the Titans, tough. and uh, doesn't get any easier. Sullivan this upcoming week for Tri County, and also closing out with Villa Grove as well, mm -hmm. who's looking to uh, try to solidify their uh, sixth win uh, there down the stretch. And we'll see what Villa Grove did uh, this week in their exciting game mm -hmm. against Argenta uh, there. And uh, so that's what Cumberland did at w on uh, WCRA, and back to a for a more traditional Friday night game against Nokomis this upcoming week. And it did not fare so well over on a Jack FM for the hearts as Muhammad Seymour, they come in or they were hold turf there as they won 47-2-0 there on a Friday night against the hearts. And it was senior night there for Muhammad. And it was actually close here in the first and second quarters as uh, both teams trying to deal with the wind. I don't know how much of that was really a yeah, factor a on bit. Saturday, but I mean, it was definitely a factor there on a Friday as both teams seemed to uh, struggle uh, with that after a couple of possessions. It was just trading punts and turnover on downs at one point there in the first and second quarter. It was a, a string of seven straight uh, either turnover on downs or uh, punts dealing with the uh, wind and Actually, in the early going, FEM did a phenomenal job of running the football, especially uh, Gage Gillum on some option plays of keeping it. And uh, FEM actually moved the ball quite well a couple of different times there in that first half. FEM took advantage of some short fields with punts and just how the field position game, uh, Muhammad had it backed up in their own territory. Uh, a couple of different times, and FEM was able to drive it down the field. They got it down to the 11-yard line two different times, but were unable to find the end zone. No. Things just kind of get bogged down there, and Muhammad clamped down. And that's why I thought that Muhammad the last couple of years and this year as well, their defense is underrated, and they don't get enough credit uh, for their offense putting up numbers. But uh, they held strong, and uh, they held the hearts out of the end zone those couple different times when they got close there's nothing more demoralizing i think to an offense than driving the football down the field getting it close and getting nothing mm -hmm. yep. nothing not right. three not six nothing and i think once you kind of try to rally and rebound and say hey we drove down there we can do it again happened twice then you're kind of going can we can we do this again like, mm -hmm. can we drive down here and do this right and, uh unfortunately for the hearts on friday they could not. And I pointed out on the broadcast that maybe when the hearts got closer, they could have brought out Stefton there if not for the wind. But then I also think in the back of my mind, field goals are not going to beat Muhammad. Yep. So uh, that was probably another reason yep. uh, why there. But uh, Muhammad is just too much there. As Coach Herm Edwards says, you play to win the game. Exactly. And field goals were not going to win you this game against Muhammad. You knew yep. you were going to be in a shootout. You had to get points. Right. You had to get six points at a time. 
And unfortunately, Muhammad's defense just denied that from happening. Mm -hmm. Muhammad started off the game quickly, just 49 seconds into the game. It was a quick screener there to a Brandon Pagel, who had himself a night there in Muhammad. As he also had six receptions, 178 yards, and that score. And he also had a carry on an end around, and that ended up going for 60 yards to the house there for uh, Pagel for uh, Muhammad. And then I thought Effian did a good job of adjusting to the screen game. Uh, they didn't really let that uh, get going anymore. Uh, but then uh, they score, Muhammad scored again there in the second quarter. They may get 14 nothing at halftime. And then Muhammad just blew it open into the third quarter. Effian, uh, they got the ball first to uh, start off the second half because they deferred, but just nothing going. Uh, offensively there. It looked like Muhammad made some adjustments and started to stop Gillum uh, there. 21 points there in the third quarter. Just blew mm -hmm. it wide open uh, there. A big 60-yard pass, uh, six, that 63-yard run by Pagel, and then another deep strike down the sidelines to uh, Trey Peters uh, there. You know, Peters and Long are both uh, tall receivers and they add uh, Pagel as a different dynamic as well the speedster kind of guy and uh, that's why Muhammad has the dynamic offense there unfortunately in the second half just not much uh, doing for the hearts when they put the second string there in um, when the clock was running with a running clock with a 40 nothing lead at that point there was a turnover hearts had another interception as well just not a lot good mm -hmm. uh, things coming out there in the second half, particularly uh, there with both teams dealing with the win there. Gillum, 14 carries, 120 yards, but most of those came there in the first half, and it was a tough night for uh, Dunst. Then he had 14 carries, only 11 yards uh, there for him. So uh, I'm curious to ignite uh, for that. So unfortunately, uh, Hearts, all those points they scored against Taylorville, they could have used a yeah, couple. you'd like to hold some of them back. Could have yeah. saved some. Uh, but, hey, you know, Muhammad, they are they impressed me, and uh, they've impressed me along the way with a six-game winning streak that they've got going on. And I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, made the quarterfinals again. Uh, but it's different in a 5A, and that's kind of what's been uh, stubbing them in the foot there lately. Uh, there in the quarterfinals. Uh, when you get the 5A competition and whatnot, but uh, they're six and one, they're four and one in the Apollo, and they're one win away against Mattoon this week of clinching their third straight Apollo title. And the Hearts have put themselves against the wall here, and they've done it to themselves three and a four on the year, and two and two in the Apollo. And it's senior night for FEM, and it's against Mount Zion uh, this upcoming week. So uh, backs against the wall here. One more loss. Your season basically is done, and you got to try to pull off the upset against Mount Zion on a Friday night. Yeah, like you said, back's against the wall. Got nothing to lose at this point. You got to just try mm -hmm. to do everything you can to get the win. Yep, and then the Hearts close out with Centralia. Uh, there only has a couple wins on the season so far. I think they're 2-5 and five on the air. But uh, before you get to Week 9, you need to focus on this Week 8 game. And we'll see what happened in Mount Zion's game against uh, Charleston on a Friday. And we'll also take a look at all the other action that happened on Friday and a couple more from uh, Saturday on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Um... Uh... I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. 
navigating without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder, metamorphosis, philosophy you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. KM side by sides are everywhere at Car Corral. We're overstocked with defenders and they gotta go. We need the room. So we're starting a KM Defender to Remember Sales event only at Car Corral KM on Highway 50 in Flora. We have KM Defenders starting under $11,000. That's right, under eleven dollars for a KM side by side. This Defender to Remember Sales event is a must see. Stop in and check it out. Get a blue KM Defender HD9 with power steering for only $16.9 and finance it for 60 months at 3.99%. That's right, 3.99% interest for 60 months with approved credit. These deals won't last long. We've got green ones, black ones, and even camo. Three seaters, six seaters, you name it, we've got it. Defenders everywhere. You won't be disappointed. That's the Defender to Remember sales event only at Car Corral Can-Am on Highway 50 in Flora. Shop online at carcorralpolaris.com or check us out on Facebook. Financing with approved credit, only tax title and fees are extra. The Defender to Remember sales event only at Car Corral in Flora. Business owners, are you ready to take the next step to increase your revenue? Cromwell Media can help you broaden your revenue capabilities beyond your expectations, offering geofencing, retargeting, website design, video production, and social media management. Hi, this is Sheila Myers, General Manager at Cromwell Media in Effingham. Our five great radio stations will help you build your brand locally. Extended with digital, we can put your brand anywhere in the country. You've put so much into your business. Let Cromwell Media experts help because your success is our success. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now, the starting lineup. Eric Price Sports Center updates the Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night. Take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, what? 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still goodness. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup here on 98.9, uh, the game. ESPN Radio, Travis Parks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. And uh, let's take a look at the rest of the uh, high school slate for week seven. It was uh, Mount Zion officially uh, clinching a, a playoff spot. They're 6-1 on the year now, bouncing back after their first L of the season. They won 28-14 over Charleston, and Charleston falls to a 5-2. Charleston actually took the lead in this one in the early going, a 7-0 they led, but then uh, McCoby Adams to J.C. Anderson tied it up with about 4-20 left in the second quarter, and that was a... Uh, to tie it up there, and then on fourth and one, McCoby Adams to uh, Braden and Trimble with about 3.8 seconds left uh, in the half to make it 14 to seven into the locker room. And Trimble, uh, he had seven receptions, 38 yards, and that score, uh, but also carried the ball 12 times and had 102 yards rushing and another score. Uh, there and McCoby Adams was 12 of 23 and had three tutties and an interception uh, there. Uh, Charleston uh, did cut the deficit to make it 21 to 14 in the second half, but then that uh, Tremble rushing touchdown and made it the 28 to 14 a final uh, there. So uh, Mount Zion bounced back and uh, now three and one in the Apollo as well, uh, wrapping up Apollo conference play uh, next week. Uh, Taylorville they get their first win in Apollo action. They uh, came back to do this one as they won over Mattoon a 28 to 21. Uh, Mattoon actually uh, scored a first. Uh, Sewell with a one yard touchdown and missed the point after to make it six nothing. Uh, Taylorville did take the lead about uh, two minutes to go in the first half seven to six. But then uh, Sewell with another rushing touchdown right before the half actually had Mattoon leading 14 to seven. Um, and then Taylorville tied it up in the third. And then uh, Treyer hit uh, Jake Butler, 51-yard touchdown pass to make it 20-14 to 14 and 21-14 to 14, uh, there. But then 14 points in the fourth quarter by Taylorville wins them the game and in comeback fashion as uh, Taylorville now their first win in Apollo play in 4-3. And, and Mattoon, their losing streak continues here as they fall to 1-6 and six on the year and 0-4. In Apollo play uh, there on Friday. Yeah, elsewhere in the Lincoln Prairie is Arthur picking up a another impressive victory, and this one was over Sarah Gordo and Arthur now seven a and o, still doing stuff uh, good a season as they've had since two thousand four, and forty nine to seven was the final here. Rushing attack was once again the strong point for Arthur. Uh, Waldrop had nine carries, one hundred and thirty three yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Parsons had ten carries, one hundred and twenty two yards, and a couple of scores as well and now Sarah Gordo on a little bit of a losing streak as well five games they've lost in a row here but Arthur continues a two roll here with 49 points yep uh, great season for Arthur um and uh, Sullivan they actually yeah, this one was a game yeah as they won 30 to 22 over Nokomis to keep their great year going seven and oh now are Sullivan and Nokomis three and four now but uh, Nicomis actually uh, took the lead, and then that's how it would be. It would always be Sullivan responding to Nicomis's rushing touchdowns. Uh, they would tie it up in the first with Sullivan with a Christensen rushing touchdown, and Nicomis with another one to put him on top 16-8. to eight. 
and then uh, Christensen, uh, a 204 Lions to tie it up there. And then uh, that would be the score at halftime. And the Comus would take the lead again in the third, a 22 to 16. But then that was the uh, last lead that they had. Uh, Christensen hit a Bollinger on a passing touchdown. The extra point was no good. So it was a 22-22 game. And then Christensen act uh, added another rushing touchdown there in the fourth quarter to make the final score 30-22. to So not an easy game there for uh, Sullivan on Friday against Nokomis. Nokomis gave them everything that they had. Nokomis playing like a team, Travis, with their playoff lives on the line. Yeah, certainly are. So that gives them confidence going into the Cumberland uh -huh. game this another week. Another good rushing attack team yeah. is Nokomis. So. Yep, so, I mean, their two wins previous before their two-game mini slide here, 46 points, 42 points, and still – Put up the offense in losses here for Nakomas. So uh, we'll see what happens this Friday against Cumberland. Uh, Villa Grove, they won this one by a single point here, 27-2-20-6. The kicking game, the wind seemed to be causing some havoc here as uh, Villa Grove improves to 4-3 and three in Argenta. They fall to a 3-4. and four. Villa Grove had to come back in this one. Argenta actually led 12 to six after one, and they led 20 to six at one point. Uh, but uh, finally, uh, Villagrove started to find their offense. A run hit Quadfelter to make it 20 to 13, and then a run to Braden Dowler to tie it up at 20 right before half, and then that would be the score at halftime. And run with a short little run to make it 27 to 20. After three quarters and in the fourth, Argenta, they got a passing touchdown there to make it 27-26, but then they missed the extra point. And then Villa Grove holds on for a one-point squeaker there against Argenta. So Villa Grove pulling it out there. Um, and it was Arcola, three and four they approved to. Uh, they got the win over Sagamon Valley and Sagamon Valley now fourth straight loss. They're two and five, and Arcola snaps that two-game slide that they were on trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. And Travis, I know everyone's talking week nine. Mm -hmm. But how much would Arcola love to play spoiler and beat Arthur next week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what they're Again, trying to they do. they got to keep their playoff hopes alive. They have four losses. They know they need to win out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw that they just created a little a trophy. A trophy is going to be online for this game, this little rivalry game with uh, Arthur so and Arcola see, now. Even, so extra dynamic. Reason. Yes. Extra dynamic going oh, on there. Oh, man. <laughs> Arthur, don't look too far ahead. Don't uh, look at that, that yeah. Week 9 matchup against Sullivan. Yeah, but it's coming uh, Week 9. A uh, little line-eye action. We had uh, Robinson get the win uh, over Newton, 36-28. to uh, 28, And uh, Robinson approves to 2-5. and five, And Newton falls to 1-6. and six. Newton's lost back-to-back -back games here now. Uh, Robinson, uh, winners of their two of their last three, and uh, they've put up 25, 20, now 36. So maybe Robinson trying to find their footing mm -hmm. later on in the season, trying to vault some momentum into the uh, next year, uh, now being 2-5. and five. Uh, Paris got the win over Alney, and this one was a 20-7 to seven final. So Paris 4-3 and three now. They've won back-to-back -back games. They got Robinson and Casey left on their schedule to keep their playoff. Uh, aspirations intact. Alney, they are searching for a win number one because they're 0-7. 
now, and they got Ro- uh, Robinson and Casey as well left on their schedule. Um, and Lawrenceville, this one was on Saturday, one over Marshall, 42-14. to Lawrenceville winners of back-to-back games now, and they officially clinch a playoff spot with their sixth win, and now Marshall have lost three straight. They finish out with Mount Carmel and Newton. Can they find win number two in there? We'll see. And speaking of uh, Mount Carmel and uh, Casey, this one was the uh, game of the night there in the uh, LIC, and this one was for LIC Supremacy. And uh, Casey, they actually had the lead at halftime, 12-6, to and we thought that their defense was going to carry them through. But Mount Carmel wins it there, 23-20 to was the uh, final score. So Mount Carmel uh, getting it done uh, there, and now they are 6-1 and on the season, but most importantly, 5-0. and in the LIC mm-hmm. with a victory over the Warriors. So Casey almost almost did it yep. there, but unfortunately for them, uh, Mount Carmel gets them by three. Field goal, Travis, 32-yard field goal for Mount Carmel got them the win. Yeah. So even on a windy night, that's impressive to get a field goal from 32 yards out to win it. Mm-hmm. Yep, so Mount Carmel's been uh, pretty impressive here. They've won six in a row now. And at KZ, they won't have an undefeated regular season, but they're still okay. They're still locked up a playoff spot. They're 6-1 and one. Uh, now, just unfortunately lost the conference title. I, uh, I will there. say this, though, Travis. My argument, I think, is still valid because I said KZ's defense better than Mount Carmel's offense, and they held Mount Carmel to one of their lowest point totals of the season on mm-hmm. Friday night. Yeah, for sure. So that was uh, certainly an impressive moral victory, I mm-hmm. guess you'd say. For the Warriors, uh, the Central Illinois Conference saw as Shelbyville continue their undefeated run. They're seven and zero, and now most importantly, four and zero in the CIC. They beat Central A&M. They're thirty-nine and two with twelve, and that unfortunately eliminates the Central A&M from playoff contention. They're two and five uh, now. Shelbyville they led eight to nothing after one quarter, and then twenty to zero at halftime. Brody Bame had a, a rushing touchdown in there. And uh, A&M has now lost four straight games now. And that sets up a Shelbyville with a big matchup this week with a team that got the win over Warrensburg-Latham on Friday. It was Clinton 48-24 over Warrensburg-Latham. So Clinton now 5-2 and two on the season. This game wasn't even close as the Warrensburg got some points on the board. But Clinton led 35 to nothing at one point. It was 42-12 to 12 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And a Clinton now four-game winning streak, and they've been putting up the points in that win streak as well. Last three weeks, 54 points, 49, and this week, 48 for the Maroons. And Warrensburg continues their down-and-up season. They lose one, win one, lose one, win one, and just rinse and repeat. Uh, their final two games for them are Tuscola and 4-3 and Chester to close it out there. And this week, what I'm calling the CIC Championship game, it's a Shelbyville at Clinton this week, both teams 4-0 in the conference going for that. What could potentially be the final CIC championship there on Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was Tuscola keeping their slim playoff hopes alive over Macon Meridian. 52-33 was the uh, final score there. It was 14-0 after one quarter as Tuscola took the lead there, but uh, Macon tried to get back in there they actually had it to 14 to 6 but that unfortunately was the closest that making it would come until the second half there they cut it down 31 26 at one point 
but unfortunately couldn't get any closer than that. Uh, so it was quite the comeback. It was a 31-6 lead for Tuscola at one point. Meridian comes back, but ultimately uh, 52-33 final uh, there. Uh, Quinn had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Uh, Graves had three rushing touchdowns in the game to make it a 52-33 final. So Tuscola 3-4 and four, and Macon, unfortunately, they're 1-6 and six now on the season. Yeah, but showed a lot of heart. Uh, yeah. Friday night, Travis. Uh, yeah, I mean, that 31 to 6. Is, that 33 points they had is the most they've had this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Central, we had a Vandalia get the win over Hillsboro, 27 to 2 uh, 3. And uh, Vandalia, playoff eligibility now, 5 and 2. Hillsboro now 3 and 4 on the season. Vandals may be back on track here. Hillsboro, though, it was a low scoring affair, and Hillsboro won the time of possession. Uh, they scored. Uh, very late in the half as time expired, a 23-yard field goal for them to give them a 3 to nothing lead at halftime. And then the Vandals exploded there in the second half. Just 52 seconds into the half, Andrew Kelly hit uh, Connor Depew with a 66-yard touchdown. And a three more scores in the second half. Vandals pulled away there. Uh, Andrew Kelly was 12 of 18, 281 yards, four scores, and uh, uh, also... Uh, Lane and Christian had five receptions for 128 yards and a tutty, but it was the Pew who uh, scored four receptions, 119 yards, and three tutties there for the uh, Vandals. So the, some of those stats are courtesy of I-70 Sports mm-hmm. and our friend Todd Stapleton uh, there. And Vandalia, like I said, 5-2. and two. Hillsboro three and four on the year. Greenville they continue their undefeated season as they won here forty one to seven over Carlinville seven and zero are the Comets and the Comets jumped out to this one fourteen to nothing lead after one twenty one to seven at the half three more scores in the second half to put it away and Piasol and North Mac are the two teams that stand in the way for the Comets first undefeated season since twenty fourteen. And Carlinville, they were winners of back-to-back games, and that was a snap to last week. Hillsborough and Gillespie up next for their final two games. Uh, Pena, they are playoff eligible with their fifth win, and they uh, won this one over Gillespie 43-9. So uh, Pena snaps their two-game mini slide that they were on with a blowout win. And now Gillespie has dropped 15 games in a row. Now for them, being you know, 0-7. This was 29-3 at the half. Uh, Wyatt Kyle, he was 5-7 of seven passing, 133 yards, but five of those completions were for touchdowns. And Isaiah uh, Harbert had 20 carries, 121 yards, and a couple of scores uh, there. And I thought that stat for receiver was interesting. And Tyle Wrench, two receptions, nine yards, but two touchdowns. For the Panthers, uh, Pena has Litchfield and Staunton left to clinch a playoff spot in the next couple weeks, and Gillespie, Vandalia, and Carlinville to close out the year. Uh, Litchfield got the shutout over Staunton, thirty-seven to two as zero. Litchfield, first time they've had four wins since twenty fifteen, and uh, Staunton they fall to two and five. Uh, Litchfield's A J aspired, twenty-two carries, two hundred and fourteen yards on the ground, and three uh, touchdowns. There and now it's a win streak for Litchfield as they've won three in a row. Close out though, Pena and Vandalia to end the season. Uh, Staunton, they've lost back to back games now for them. And it was Piasol pulling out a one point victory over North Mac 20 to 19. The Birds keeping their playoff hopes alive, four and three now. 
North Mac one and a six they dropped to. North Mac actually North Mac actually had the lead thirteen to seven at the half, but Piesall took the lead twenty to fourteen on a Logan Keith rushing touchdown with about five minutes to go in the third, and then North Mac scored. And it was 19 to 15 after the two-point conversion was no good, but then Keith's second rushing touchdown with about three minutes to go in the fourth quarter gave the Birds the win as they hold on. It's the third close win by one score or less this year for Piasol and winners of back-to-back games. They finish out with Greenville and Hillsboro to close out the season, and now North Mac has a five-game losing streak going on here. So that concludes Week Seven of high school football we'll have more to say in the podcast of recapping pick'em yep. and our how do you like me now beast mode for week seven and overreactions as well coming oh, yeah. up in the pod but right now we gotta step away and hit up on uh, some uh, local sports that didn't involve the uh pick skin of this weekend we got the ntc championship on friday night and the third place game that set the stage for that championship game and then uh, the uh, boys and girls uh, golf state finals as well we're talking about coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank and Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. And now the starting lineup you know travis i like you <laughs> okay but you're wrong floor is gonna get this win all right handedly 42 to 14 42 14 wow Flora. the disrespect <laughs> on 98.9 the game Drive Sports Center update. St. Louis Blues wrapped up preseason play with a 5-3 win over the Chicago Blackhawks at Enterprise Center. St. Louis ended exhibition play with a 4-2-2 record. Blues open up a regular season on the road against the Stars on Thursday night. Chicago Bears won't have their starting running back for a few weeks as Khalil Herbert injured his ankle during Chicago's win over Washington last Thursday, and he's expected to miss multiple weeks. 25-year-old has rushed for 272 yards on 51 carries this season. He's caught 10 passes for 83 yards and a score. Chicago signed Dayton Edmonds 
from Miami's practice squad to replace Herbert on the interim. They host the Vikings this Sunday. Chicago Fire FC had just three shots on target during a 2-0 loss to Charlotte at Soldier Field on Saturday. Chicago is in 11th place in the Eastern Conference with 10 wins, 10 draws, and 13 losses for 40 points. The Fire wrap up the regular season with a game against New York City FC on October 21st. Chicago Bulls gave up a go-ahead score in the final minute of a 105-103 preseason loss against the Milwaukee Bucks at the Fistum Forum. The game was tied at 99 with 30 seconds left in regulation, but Drew Timmy put Milwaukee up for good with a layup. Kobe White led Chicago with 14 points. Patrick Williams chipped in 13. The Bulls are 0-1 in exhibition play. They host the Nuggets on Thursday, and Jonathan Taylor signs an extension. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. And uh, let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened on a Friday and uh, this weekend that didn't involve uh, football. We'll first start off on a Friday as it was the NTC tournament season coming to an end. And uh, the uh, championship game went the way of uh, St. Anthony as they picked up the win of 5-2 to two in the uh, championship game. But, man, that third-place game was nuts as it was North Clay getting the win over South Central 21 21- to 12 was the final score there in what was not a pitcher's duel. Their offense was up plenty as the box score was so crooked in this one as North Clay. They picked up three in the first inning and they were feeling okay. South Central, they get back in it and they picked up a run in the bottom of the first and North Clay. They picked up another one in the top of the second, so they were feeling all right. You know, four to one lead, but four in the bottom of the second for South Central gives them the five to four lead heading into the third. Four more runs there for North Clay gives them the eight to five lead in the uh, third, and then uh, South Central comes back in the bottom of the fourth with five more runs, and then uh, not to be outdone, North Clay. But it's up a nine spot there in the fifth inning, and that gives them the 17 to 2 at 10 lead. And then they put up four more in the sixth to get them to their 21 run total. And South Central picked up a couple runs in the sixth to give their 12th run of the game. This was absolutely insane. 20 hits for North Clay, 15 of four. Uh, South Central, just not a game that you see every day in the NTC as it was Walden. He was a single away from the cycle as he had everything. He had the quote-unquote easiest one still left there. He also had a homer and five RBIs in this one to lead the way uh, for North Clay. Uh, Ingram also had four RBIs. Uh, Zimdar's got the win after all that in the pitching department. Uh, there you also had uh, Craig have three RBIs and uh, Jones had a couple RBIs. So did Widener uh, there. So uh, just a insane box score there. Uh, Smith had five RBIs uh, for uh, South Central and an absolutely crazy uh, third place game. But then uh, that was a setting the stage there for a uh, pitchers more of the NTC style there in the game with uh, St. Anthony and Altamont as St. Anthony got the win in the championship. Closing out their impressive uh, uh, fall season, they finished 24-1 and on the year and won the regular season title and now the 
NTC tournament title. Saint A picked up one in the bottom of the first. They also picked up another in the third, and then two more there in the fifth inning. And it was four to nothing at that point. Altamont picked up a couple of runs, and there are only two runs on the top of the sixth there. Uh, St. Anthony would add an insurance run in the bottom of the sixth there. And uh, it was four errors for the Indians, and uh, both pitchers went the distance here as long as they could. Brock Fearday went strong seven innings, giving up six hits, only a couple of runs, no earned, and a nine of strikeouts. Elam, on the other hand, he went all six innings he could and give up ten hits, five runs, only three of them were earned. 6Ks. Uh, it was Hatton leading the way offensively for St. A as he had a home run and he also had two RBIs as well. Um, Lorenzen had an RBI and Repke had the other RBI for the um, Indians. It was uh, Kata Miller with an RBI and Elam as well picking up RBIs there. So uh, Stanley finishes off the uh, fantastic fall season. Only one blemish on the resume there. Topless got him, uh, but that was it there. So congratulations to uh, St. Anthony. And that was not be the only piece of hardware that St. Anthony would have on the weekend as well. also wanted to uh, say that in the uh, championship game in the junior high baseball for Altamont Lutheran, they unfortunately fell one to nothing to Our Lady of Mount Carmel there. So a pair of second place finishes there for uh, Altman in baseball uh, there. And then I said that uh, St. Anthony, that would not be the only hardware that they took home this weekend as they did it again. Uh, St. Anthony are champions of the uh, uh, state in golf, in boys golf. They win back-to-back state championships here as uh, they finish things off there. They were in the clubhouse with a 3-11 lead on Friday, and they also shot a 3-11 again in round two. Litchfield had a strong second round as well, shooting a 3-11, but... Uh, St. Anthony ends up winning this one over Riverdale by six strokes there with a total of 622. And uh, Joey Trapino had a, a great Saturday. He had a 76 for his a second round. And uh, Lane Ludwig also had a, a 79 in round two. And they both ended up tying for 11th overall in individual scores uh, for them. So Joey Trapino with the uh, 76. Preston Phillips having a 78. Dakota Flagg had a 78 as well. Lane Ludwig with a 79. Ryan Schmidt with the 81. And Charlie Wegman with an 84 there. So St. Anthony gets it done second year in a row and the sixth state championship there for the Bulldogs and boys golf. So impressive showing uh, there. And uh, Tug Schwab for Litchfield, he actually had an impressive 72 in round two. That was good for seventh overall in individual scores there to lead Litchfield. Also, a couple of individuals that made it to a Saturday. Connor McCall with an impressive 71 in round two for Vandalia. And he shot at 146 for the whole tournament. And he was in sole position of fifth place overall. So, Connor McCall there, one of the best top five scorers in the state in golf mm-hmm. and a Brent Busher Bush you had a tough day in round two he had an 80 and Saturday and he ended up tied for 49th overall there and in class uh, 2A we had uh, Matt Toon and they ended up finishing in sixth place here in uh, their uh, tournament there at Illinois State in Bloomington and Muhammad had a tough day on Saturday as well they had a 325 in round two to finish in seventh place 
there. Uh, Matt Toon's Madden Johnson, he had a, a 75 for Saturday, and he ended up finishing in 16th, tied for 16th overall in individual scoring uh, there. So, uh, fortunately, Matt Toon and uh, Muhammad fall a little bit short there in the state. Uh, Charleston, uh, they did not make it as a team. They missed the cut on uh, Saturday, but they did have some individuals play on Saturday afternoon uh, for them. But a uh, player that uh, we have around here in FEM, uh, Max Seacrest, he was the only representative there from the Hearts. He shot a 76 for his second round, and that was good for tied for 21st overall there. So 21, tied for 21 there for Max from the Hearts. And it was also Reese Glover from Olney. He had an 82 in round two to finish tied for 37th in individual scoring there. And in Class 1A uh, girls golf, we had Mount Carmel shoot a 312 in round two, and that ensured their third straight girls golf state championship there. So uh, that wasn't even close. They had a 633 second place. Sagar Griffin shot a total of 669. Ooh. So a, a That's blowout. All they do, Football yes, they do. Girls golf. Zimmy Moore, 76 for round two. That was good for second place in individual scoring there. Uh, Miley Kennard finished with a 78 for round two, and that was good for fourth place overall there. Uh, St. Anthony's Addie Krause had an 85 in round two to finish tie 16th place uh, there uh, for her. And topless is Braley Blummer, shot a 97 on round two. She finished in 60th place in overall scoring there. And a uh, lone representative there in 2A in a foresight that was Blair Powers from Mattoon shooting a 79, and that was good for tied for 37th in individual scoring. Right now we're up against the clock, and we need to close it out. We need to close it out with uh, the top three moments from the sports weekend, so that's what we're doing to close out the star lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. This is Lucas Crenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Cooler fall weather brings around some of my favorite things, like campfires, deer season, and watching area farmers bring in the harvest. Enjoy this week's Harvest Savings Evening Specials, hand-breaded Southwest mushrooms, chicken pot pie, ribeye sandwiches, fried pork chops, and the marinated grilled chicken breast with Southwest mushrooms. Emers continues to offer value-packed, made-from-scratch family dining that you can count on. And don't forget to enjoy pumpkin pie for dessert. So delicious, always special, Nemer's Steakhouse. And now, the starting lineup. That was back in the 50s and 60s. I know not a lot of, there were not as many teams, not as many good players or whatever, but. but Travis knows this from personal experience. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. Eight in a row, impressive. (laughs) On 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge, a bit longer. we got to close it out with what we always do on a Monday, and that's the uh, top three uh, from the sports weekend. And now, it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the sports weekend in no particular order, but I'll start off with my number three. And this stout from the New England Patriots game had me saying, whoa, Mac Jones has now thrown his fourth pick six in three seasons at Gillette Stadium. Tom Brady played there for 17 years. He only threw four in his entire career there at Gillette Stadium. Including his last pass as a Patriot, by the way. Of course, that's the but, whole point of the story was just to have that. that no, pick. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. But yeah. four pick sixes already from Mac Jones. Yeesh. Yeah. My number two, Travis, was the emotion on AJ Allmendinger after he won the race yesterday. Just, yeah, he was super excited. He was super excited. But he was Emotional. Crying. Um, yeah. Just awesome. A guy who doesn't know what he's doing next next year, doesn't have a contract for next year coming out and winning and just being super emotional about it. It was really cool to see. Mm, yep. Uh, my number two moment from the sports weekend uh, was on the Saturday in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Playoff Kershaw's back, baby. Only recorded one out, but he gave up six runs before he even recorded a single out, and the Diamondbacks hammered the Dodgers and won 11-2. We missed you, Clay Kershaw. Playoff Kershaw's back. And to be fair, former Cardinal Jack Flurry didn't look good either. He hasn't looked good in, in the no. Baltimore uniform at no, all, though. Uh, my number two, Travis, is Miami's loss to Georgia Tech. I just uh, – that coach should be fired this morning. I'll let you go into more detail on that. Yep, because uh, that's my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend. How do you let that happen? Miami, time was running down. They had the three-point lead, 20-17. to 17. All you needed to do was take a knee. Yep. And the running back fumbles. Yep, instead you're going to run a play, running back fumbles, and then you end up And Georgia Tech throws a long touchdown mm-hmm. pass for the win. How does that happen? That coach should be fired this week. Oh, my gosh. And that's not the first time that he's done that. No. Oh, my goodness. Just take the knee. How do you lose that game, Miami? My number one, Travis. I wanted to go with something happy, but I just couldn't. Illinois. <laughs> oh, Illinois on Saturday, despicable. This Friday, abysmal Friday. You're right. I, it doesn't matter what day it is. <laughs> Illinois is losing. Despicable, uh, yeah. embarrassing, abysmal. As Kirk Herbstreit said at the start of the show, what is going on in Champagne with Brett Bielema? Yep. And we'll dive more into that on tomorrow's show. Yep, we'll have more to say on that tomorrow. But Get the funeral music ready, Travis. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... That was not not great. Hey, they may have a top 10 draft pick, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, we had a top 10 draft pick. His name's Devin Witherspoon. Yep. That's what just happened. But he, uh, well, like you said, we'll get into it tomorrow. And we got more stuff to say in the pod. We got more NFL action to our recap as well as we got some MLB postseason action to talk about as well as high school sports and pickums to recap as well. And it catches in the pod, but coming up next here on ESPN Radio is a Carlin versus Joe. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in and welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. We still got lots left to talk about here. We got MLB postseason. We got the NFL from yesterday. We got how do you like me now, beast mode, overreactions for high school football, and pickums to recap from NASCAR, unfortunately, and high school pickum, football pickum to recap. And one this day in sports history. And one, one history. One single solitary, but it's a famous one. So History-making performance yep. that we'll take a look at. And we got all that yep. coming at you here in the pod. So uh, first, before I get to any of that, is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to hit on? Yeah, as we mentioned, Jonathan Taylor signed his extension. Three-year, $26.5 million in guaranteed money. He can earn up to $42 million and is the first player in his position to average more than $10 million per season since Nick Chubb signed his deal with the Browns in 2021. So all that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Everything over the offseason yep. didn't matter. Yep, ends up signing on a deal anyways. Yep. <laughs> uh, Pacers lost to the Grizzlies in overtime in their first exhibition game of the season. Team USA has its eyes on another big name for the Olympics. Travis, as ESPN reports that USA Basketball is hoping to add Drew Holiday for the Paris Olympics. Holiday is reportedly yet to decide on joining the 12-man squad for Team USA. He could be joining LeBron, Durant, Curry, and Tatum, who have all expressed interest in playing for the 2024 Olympics. And Joel Embiid also recently committed to play for Team USA as well after speaking with the French national team. So, Embiid's going to be there. I'm telling you, Travis. This team it's better score be a, 140 points a game. It's going to be a star-studded It is star-studded team. And the Las Vegas Aces took game one against the New York Liberty 99-82 to uh, in their WNBA final matchup. Teams will meet for game two on Wednesday. Yep, they did. That is uh, SportsCenter. That's your SportsCenter. All right, so... Let's uh, roll on here, and let's uh, roll on here with uh, some high school football, and let's get to our first segment, and I always seem to have trouble finding this uh, music bed, because it's always, uh, there it is, it's always hidden with the, uh, the name here, it's How Do You Like Me Now. How do you like me now for week seven of high school football? And this one, honestly, was a little difficult to find, as you will in week seven of the season. People have already kind of showed you who they are at this point, but uh, I went with Mount Carmel just for the simple fact of making that field goal there at the very end. And, you know, only put up six points all year long. Only giving up six points all year long for that defense. So, that's what I got, Mount Carmel. Travis, I had to go Mount Carmel because I feel like I specifically all last week called them out on this show. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like they specifically said, Eric, I like us now. You right. picked Casey. You said Casey was going to beat us. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I will still argue that the KZ defense is better than the Mount Carmel offense, but I'll tip my cap to Mount Carmel 
uh, for uh, how you like me now for this week because yeah. uh, they straight out came out and, and proved me wrong. Mm, right. I mean, there's some how do you like me nows and defeats. I mean, the Comus keeping it close with yep. Sullivan. Argenta almost pulling off another one mm -hmm. there against Villa Grove. Who knows if they make the extra point? Who knows what ends up happening there? Right. right. Thought about Piasol too, but I mean, North Max only one and five. So I also thought about the Pirates, Travis, but you know the highest point total of the season. But they did it against the team that they were supposed to beat. You know, yeah. Let's be honest. So I, I don't think you know. I, I mean, I guess if you wanted to use a how you like me now, Travis, maybe could you say Mount Zion possibly getting the win uh, against Charleston the way they did, looking convincing, doing it. Um, Maybe. There's not a whole lot to, to go with here as far as matchups. I, I, I If it wasn't for last week, Travis, I would have gone Clinton. Yeah. I would have gone Clinton with their convincing win over Warrensburg-Latham, but I picked Clinton last week. So um, that, that that's my honorable mention. Honorable mention. Or Pena recovering from their couple of losses. I mean, losing against Gillespie. I know. It should have been a win. <laughs> So, it's kind of one of the reasons why. Yep. Yep. I, yep. Go with that I agree with you. So, all right. So, that is How Do You Like Me Now? Well, there for week mm -hmm. is seven and another popular segment here on the uh, program. That is Beast Mode. Beast mode for week seven. Who is putting up the points this week, Eric? Well, it's kind of a down week this week, Travis. Only 53 teams on beast mode after last week's 65. Yeah, it really is a down week. Uh, this week. Let's start with the direct teams in our area, and then we'll kind of get to the periphery uh, teams. Uh, Cumberland over Tri-County, 55-12. to 12, And Tuscola over Macon, 52-33. to 33. That's it for our area. Yeah. Directly in our area. Now we're going to get to the, the periphery. Mm -hmm. Byron over Winnebago, 60 to nothing. Yeah, just another just week another for week, Byron. A a, another low week. You know, they put <laughs> yeah. up 52 last week, only 60 this week. Eh, yeah. Another bad week. Um, Quincy Notre Dame over Decatur St. Teresa, Travis, 55 to 8. Yeah, when you talk, I saw that. When you talk beast mode and St. T, you're not usually thinking of them on the losing end of it. Nope. So I had to put that one in there. Uh, Roxana, we've talked about Roxana, former South Central Conference member. Mm -hmm. Over Breeze Central, 52-28. to 28. Mm. And finally, you brought him up last week, Travis, so I had to include him this week. Rochester over Lincoln, 55 to nothing. Yeah, I saw that so, on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Let's get to our top five now. It was the Bulls Academy. Yes, it's the Chicago Bulls Academy over Curry, 64-6. Johnson over Inglewood Stem, 64 to nothing. Normal Community over Urbana, 66 to nothing. West Central over Decatur Unity Christian, 68 to 24. And finally, Milford over South Beloit, 72 to 6. 72. 72 to 6. Wow. That's uh, that's a that's a bad one. Yeah. I was actually gonna look up uh, Urbana because I feel like we're talking about them a lot on Beast Mode. Uh, yeah, Travis, Urbana has scored 40 points this year. They've given up 473 points this year. Oof. 
That's uh, They're on the losing end of beast mode most weeks. Yeah. I just remember saying the name Urbana a lot. Right. I mean, I, I want to say they're trying to, like, restart. Yeah. Restart their program. There has been one week, Travis, they have not been. Week one, they were not on beast mode. They lost 49 to 14. Since then, they lost 70 to nothing, 92 to nothing, 65 14, 58 6, 73 6, and 66 nothing. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, we talk about, you know, beast of the year. Right now, I think Byron's on pace to win that. But if there was a opposite side, yeah. Urban, I think, has got it locked up. Right. So this week, Peoria Manual for them. They're yeah. 0 7. Oh. So maybe there's a chance that they don't get put on beast mode. Peoria Manual has been on. Uh, they, they've been on. Their last three games, Travis, they've lost 58 to nothing, 54 to nothing, and 21 to nothing. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. It could it could be a a closer matchup. We'll closer, say. yeah. Hopefully so. So that's beast mode. That's beast mode for uh, this week. All right, very good. All right, let's move on to uh, some overreactions for week seven here. So what do you got, Eric? All righty, we're talking playoffs more than most of the way. In fact, sure. I think all of the way. So here we go, Travis. Are you ready? Uh-huh. We'll start in the Apollo Conference. Yep. Mount Zion will go the furthest of the Apollo schools in the postseason. Ooh. Yeah, I guess it all depends on the, the draw. I think that they are a better... Their class is better than Muhammad. You mentioned it, Muhammad being 5A, having to take on some 5A schools. Some of those 5A schools have played 6, 7A schools in the regular season. Mm-hmm. It makes it harder for Muhammad, whereas Mount Zion, I think, at 4A is in a nice spot. The only 5A teams that they've really played are Charleston and Mount and uh, Muhammad Seymour. I think they're in a good spot as far as the team they have on the field, and I think that they can go a little bit further than Muhammad. Maybe just by a round, mm-hmm. but I think they can go a little bit further than Muhammad. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Central Illinois Conference, Travis. Mm-hmm. Clinton will win a playoff game. Ooh, will win a playoff game. Win a playoff game. I'm not saying they're going to light the world on fire, but I like the momentum this team has right now. I like the way they're playing right now. Yeah. I think they can win a playoff game. They're not just winning these games 21-20, 28-24. They're having some good games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's pretty pretty fair. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. LPC. Mm-hmm. LPC. Villa Grove will be the fourth playoff team from the LPC. Yeah. I, I think Villa Grove can do it. I there think that they have the best shot of anyone who's not already a playoff team to get in. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like that. Number four, Travis, we're going Little Illini. Uh-huh. Casey will go further in the playoffs than Mount Carmel. Ooh. I just like I Casey at 1A as opposed to Mount Carmel at 3. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I can see that. I think Casey has a lot, I'm not going to say easier, but I'll say Maybe not as strong of opponents. The only thing that concerns me is Casey possibly being a one seed, getting one of those Western Illinois 
schools that we've seen Cumberland have to face in the first round that are five and four, but are really, really, really good five and four, like a Brown County or something like that, Mm -hmm. that we've seen in the past. So that's my only concern with Casey, but with their defense, I think they could stop them. I like Casey to go further than Mount Carmel, nothing against Mount Carmel, but they have not shown up in the playoffs the past couple of years. Sure. Yeah. And I like you said there about the draw for mm-hmm. Casey in the postseason. So I'm interested to see what that'll be shaking out on playoff Saturday mm-hmm. coming up in a couple weeks. Yes. And that one loss may have helped them in a way mm. kind of get away from, you know, maybe a, a tougher five and four team. You would think possibly mm-hmm. never. Know. Yep. But Travis, I was kind of doing some math in my head, kind of, doing some looking uh-huh how about a a second or a third round match a second round matchup between casey and cumberland Ooh, a third round fun. matchup between arthur and casey mm, cumberland gets another crack at arthur mm, that would be another. i'm not looking too far ahead <laughs> yeah but these are some some pretty good teams in 1a scenarios yeah yep. i like it and finally we're going to the south central conference Mm-hmm. Greenville, Travis, you can just call me Shrek and say, I'm a believer. They're going to the third round. Yes. The third round for Greenville. I believe in them. I like it, yeah. So. I do, too. It's not really much of an overreaction this week. No. I, I just, there's something about them that they're playing some of the best football that they have played in a while, and they're playing it down the stretch here. Mm-hmm. Them at 3A makes me a little nervous because Mount Carmel is lurking out there. You know you may have to cross that path at some point, mm-hmm. um, which does give me a little pause. But I I think also, you know, at 3A, you're probably going to have a matchup with Vandalia, possibly another rematch with Pena all yeah. right in there. So that, you know, makes me a little nervous of beating a school for a second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Payne wants another crack at oh, him yeah. with all the turnovers that they had. Yep, and you know Vandalia does too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But, I mean, like four, like five of their games, they've had one score or less. So, Greenville's got a solid defense yep. too. Yes, they do. So, so. that's it. That's uh, my overreactions for the week. Overreactions for the week. All right. So before we go any uh, further, let's go ahead and uh, let's continue on with the uh, train of high school segments. It's time to recap Pick'em. Recap high school football in general. Pick'em for the week. All right, so we start Travis Effingham. I, I'll just be clear. Like I usually keep track of this myself, uh-huh. follow along at home, mm-hmm. but I have no idea where my paper went. So oh, okay. I well, lost my paper, so I, I have no idea how well I did. Let's talk about this, Travis. We'll start Friday night, Effingham at Muhammad. We both picked Muhammad. I played the game, said one nothing. Travis, you went 35-21. Muhammad scored more than 35, so that gives Travis two points on that one. Okay, very well. Let's go to Casey at Mount Carmel. I went Casey, 21-14. Travis, you picked Mount Carmel, 21-20. It was 23, two points ah, for Travis. Okay, good Next start. Up, we have Charleston at Mount Zion. We both went Mount Zion. I went 30-24. to Travis went one more, 31-24. They did not quite get there. 
So, ah, yes. But we each got a point for picking the right team. Mm-hmm. Cumberland on Saturday at Tri-County. Cumberland, we both went Cumberland. I played the game, went one nothing. Travis, you went 48-14. to They scored 55. That's two points for Travis. Uh-huh, that's good. Now let's talk about the other game on Friday night. Nebraska at Illinois. Illinois minus three and a half. Travis, you picked Illinois. Don't know why. I picked Nebraska. I was right on that one. I don't know why either. Just quit. Stop. <laughs> Just give up. Quit the quit the hurt. No, Travis. this week though. No. It's a big that's, line. No, that's what you say every week. This week they can it's do it. It's a big it. number. They can do it this week. They can no. They can't. They can't do nothing. We'll talk more about it on tomorrow's 14 show. points. We'll talk I more mean, on tomorrow's show. I don't know. <sighs> All right. Saturday night, we also had Michigan at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm 98 on the game. Michigan minus 19. Travis went Michigan. I went Minnesota. Don't know why. And uh, <laughs> Michigan won that pretty convincingly. 52 to 10. Yeah. Pretty convincingly. <laughs> they definitely got it by 19 points. Yes. Sunday action, Titans at the Colts. It was Colts minus two. We both went Colts. Colts got the win. Mm-hmm. 23-16. Yep, so that's a win for us. And then Ravens at the Steelers. Ravens minus four. And we both picked the Ravens, and we both lost. Because mm. apparently Lamar Jackson can't beat yeah, I guess so. Kenny Pickett. Yeah. <laughs> so, Travis, if you have been perfect all season long, congratulations. You would have had 103 points. Mm-hmm. You currently are in the lead, Travis, with 46. Yeah, I like that. I'm behind you with 38 points. Mm. So you stretched out your lead the past couple of weeks. It was four. Last week it was five. Now this week we ballooned it up to eight. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's uh, pretty good. Record-wise, you'd be 47 and 0 mm-hmm. if you were perfect. Travis, you are 31 and 16. I'm 33 and 14. Ooh. So, a little closer. A little closer there. Two we'll games. See what we can do next week. Mm-hmm. Next week we will have Effingham, Cumberland, Illinois. We'll have our two games that we'll pick. Colts, Bears, and we'll have a Sunday NFL matchup as well to pick. Ooh, very well. Yes, we an will extra, have uh, an extra game. An extra game, and I will tell you that game here. As soon as it loads up, I bet it's a good one, too, because we always get the best of the best. 49ers at the Browns, Travis. Eh, That's not I mean, awful. Yeah. Could it's be decent. worse. Yeah. It's decent. It's decent. That's what you want to hear. Yeah. I mean, decent matchup this past week, so. Yep, yep. Try to do it again. And Travis, coming up, we will have a possible, possibly, we have to talk off air, a midweek pick. A midweek pick. A midweek pick. Hmm. Due to something we may be broadcasting on 99 The Game. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. We will have to have an off air conversation. We will, because it's your favorite thing in the world. Off air conversations? or No, the. The thing that is happening very, very soon. Hmm. I I don't know what you're talking about, uh-huh. so I. Uh-huh. We'll talk. <laughs> All right. We'll talk. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think we're squared away with high school football. 
Uh, so let's continue on with more football here from yesterday at the uh, Jags in London. And when again, the home team wins 25-20 as uh, Travis Etienne had himself a day. 26 carries, 136 yards, a couple of scores, and the Jags win by five. They had 11 to nothing lead there in the first quarter and just carried it on through there. And the Jags win by five. Stefan Diggs throwing down tablets. Not good. It made for a funny gift, though. But well, that's all that matters, right? Not good for Buffalo uh, there. How the seesaw swings there. Uh, the Falcons, they won against the uh, Texans 21 to 19. And it was a walk-off field goal there by Koo for Atlanta. And kind of poured water on the hotness that C.J. Stroud was on there with the Texans. But Atlanta pulls it out there at the very end. Uh, Detroit, they won over the uh, Panthers. Panthers still winless. So uh, they could not do what the Bears did on Thursday and pick up their first win. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lions 42-24. And uh, Detroit, uh, good yesterday. There, Jared Goff, four touchdowns. Four and one Lions sit up top in the division. Uh, Colts, they pulled it out against the uh, Titans, 23-16, to uh, 16, as we mentioned there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor did not play in uh, this game, despite... Uh, signing that contract. Uh, Zach Moss, he picked up the slack, though. 23 carries, 165 yards, a couple of scores. DeAndre Hopkins put up a nice game uh, receiving, but he didn't get into the end zone. Eight receptions, 140 yards. Well, the Titans end up losing, and they also uh, lost Anthony Richardson in this game as well. Gardner Minshew had to come in and uh, lead the team to victory mm-hmm. uh, there. And it looks like that initially uh, the diagnosis is a grade three AC joint sprain, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network for Anthony Richardson. So questionable for the next game uh, for him. Uh, He is expected to miss the Jacksonville game this upcoming week, but uh, escaped serious injury, it looks like, there for Anthony Richardson. Are we already using the B word? Taken out week no. one, missed week three, missed week da da da. No. No, no not at all. I wouldn't consider that at all. Colts, look at them. Three and two. Without um, him. Doing good. Um, yeah, I mean, tied for the division lead to Jacksonville, so that w- next week's going to be important. Uh, the uh, Dolphins, uh, they won 31 to uh, 16 over the uh, Giants. Another. Great performance there for this Dolphins offense. I mean, just putting up gaudy numbers uh, there, historic numbers uh, for the uh, Dolphins through the first five games. And kind of liked what the uh, the coach there for Miami uh, said about this in his press conference. Uh, coach McDaniel, uh, when asked, he said, Dolphins have had more yards than any team in NFL history through five games. Uh, Coach McDaniel responded with, Mission accomplished. Our whole goal this entire offseason was statistically output through uh, the first five games. So I saw that. Like how he leans into that. And just 
another great performance by Miami, four mm-hmm. and one, and Giants one and four. Uh, that sh- that is what I forgot about. This game is what I uh, forgot about. Uh, Tyree Kill scored that touchdown, and he was gonna throw the ball to his mom, but then some idiot fan grabbed it Ugh. in front of her. She did eventually get the ball, but he was specifically pointing it out right. to her to come down the steps, and he threw it into the stands, and some guy picked it off. Lousy. Just for a stupid football. Yeah. <laughs> but all was right. Mama, mama got it. So. Well, I guess that's good. Ah, then uh, this is a low point. The vibes are low in New England. Thirty-four to nothing yesterday against the Saints, and like I mentioned in my top three, the pick six situations. So, man, not good there in New England. People are questioning Bill Belichick uh, today. We know that in years past that you don't do that, but mm-hmm. it's not Tom Brady anymore in the in the locker room. So Mac Jones, not a good performance at all. Benched again in an abysmal game there for the Patriots, and the last two games have been disastrous for them. Thirty-eight to three last week against the Cowboys, and then this one thirty-four to nothing. So, couldn't happen to a nicer team, though. As we mentioned, the Steelers got that seven-point victory over the Ravens there at the very end. They pull it out with Kenny Pickett leading the way. Lamar Jackson has that interception there that proved costly for Baltimore. They look now Steelers leading the division. That is crazy to say, Travis. Well, I mean, I guess they hold the tiebreaker over Baltimore right now, but they're technically tied 3-2. to two, And then Joey Porter Jr. also coming up big as well, doing what his daddy did for years against mm-hmm. the Ravens, coming up big in a big spot. Uh, the Eagles, they won out in L.A. They beat the uh, uh, Rams 23-14 as Philadelphia beats my Rams. Five and zero, Philadelphia now. For for them, Hurts had a couple of scores: one rushing, one passing. Uh, there, Nakua got another touchdown, but Rams couldn't keep that positive momentum that they had in the first half. Uh, Philly only led seventeen to fourteen, but nothing doing in the second half. A big old goose egg for the Rams. Uh, the Bengals they kind of righted the ship a little bit. A little bit. 34 to 20 over the uh, uh, Cardinals, and uh, Jamar Chase. All you got to do is complain that you're always open and you get targeted like a thousand times in a single game. 19 targets for him, 15 receptions, 192 yards for Jamar Chase. 34 to 20 win for Cincy. Uh, this one was personal for the Jets, and I completely forgot about it. But uh, they won 21, and all the comments that Coach Payton made uh, about uh, Coach Hackett there, and they won it for uh, him to yesterday. Won it by 10, costly fumble there for Russ, and it was a pay. It was a scoop and score for the Jets to get them the uh, dub. So so much for that coaching performance mm-hmm. there, Sean. Uh, the Chiefs get the win despite. Taylor Swift, nowhere in sight. They won by seven over the Vikings, 27-20. to So Minnesota now drops to one and four. Chiefs improved to four and one. Travis Kelsey gets injured with the turf 
and Swifties get into their argument of whether artificial turf is good or not <laughs> versus natural grass. Yep, yep, I'm sure they do. But that's okay. Kelsey came back in, and uh, Trav got 10 receptions and that touchdown there as well. And the uh, 49ers blew out the Cowboys. That's all that needs to be uh, said about that. Stephen yep. A. Smith already had his fun on first take this morning, and Dak Prescott, blah, blah, blah. We're questioning him. He had three interceptions last night against the 49ers. Yeah, just three interceptions, Travis. Three straight drives. Three interceptions. And the one was tipped. Drives. The one was tipped, and the other one, the linebacker made a good play on the football. But San Francisco just in a different stratosphere, 42-10. to 10. George Kittle only had three receptions, but all of them came from touchdowns. And Brock Purdy, four touchdown performance. As well, just uh, amazing what he's doing. And then uh, tonight you got the uh, Packers and Raiders matching up. And the Raiders are favored by two here. I want to know what the Cowboys were doing, Travis. I mean, you should have taken Dak out after that third pick and put Trey Lance in. He knows that 49er team. Put him in there. He was just carrying around an iPad Yep. all game. So that's what happened there. All right, move on, and to move on to uh, some MLB quickly here. As on Saturday, all the DSs got started, and here we go. The uh, are we doing the wild card round wrong now? After all this talk of Baltimore now falling down 2-0, as the Rangers won on Saturday, three to two, then they won in a blowout, eleven to eight. Yeah, Baltimore made it close. Hicks had a three-run homer there. At the end, but it was all Texas there. Mm-hmm. And they lead 2-0. And Baltimore having all those days of rest, not good for them. And look at Texas go. No one really expected a lot out of them. Nope. Here they are leading 2-0 in the division yep. series. On Saturday with the uh, Twins and Strohs, uh, Alvarez, don't pitch to him no matter what. Righty, lefty. Uh, he had two homers in the win. They won six to four, but then uh, Carlos Correa gets the last laugh as uh, Pablo Lopez also has a great pitching performance to lead Minnesota to the win. Oh, last night, so we're tied at one going to Minnesota. Uh, here we go again with the arrest and rust. The Braves lose again in game one, three to nothing. Uh, reportedly, uh, Ken Rosenthal, I think it was, for uh, Fox, one of those two uh, reporters that could potentially be discussed some changes going forward for the how the wild card series and divisional rounds are handled if the Braves lose again. Here, the best team in baseball goes down one to nothing in the DS bounce pack performance. They're looking for one tonight. And uh, Max Free to get one for Atlanta. Zach Wheeler. Going for Philly, and as I already mentioned in my uh, top three, uh, Clayton Kershaw does it again in the postseason, and the Diamondbacks steal game one here, 11-2. Impressive performance in game one. Mm-hmm. Galleon going tonight for the Diamondbacks against some Miller. And just so you know, we'll have that Phillies-Braves series tonight. Bobby Miller, 5.07 is the uh, start time here on ESPN. So, for the the second game, for the Phillies Braves, okay, eight oh seven for the Diamondbacks Dodgers. Okay, well we have four thirty starting. 
Well, I mean, that's the pregame. I guess, yeah. So. Tune in at 4.30 on 98.9 The Game. <laughs> Over on 98.9. Uh, there. All right. So uh, let's get to uh, some NASCAR stuff here to uh, close it out with uh, NASCAR and NASCAR Pick'em. Yep. A.J. Allmendinger won the race, as we talked about. Uh, going to Pick'em. Travis, you picked Chase Elliott. I picked Chris Busher. Chase Elliott led a portion of the race. Got caught by a caution before he was able to make his pit stop. Fought yes. through the field. Um, finished ninth. Chris Busher, solid day. Finished seventh. So I took the win in that one. That pulls me back to four behind, 22 to 18. And we have the next round of the playoffs uh, set as uh, Kyle Busch was eliminated, Brad Keselowski, Bubba Wallace was eliminated, and Ross Chastain all eliminated. So mm. there won't be a miracle last lap in Martinsville to get uh, to get uh, Ross into the playoffs this year. No. No. And really, it was kind year. of, I don't want to say boring because the racing was good, but kind of the, the playoffs very early on became pretty clear who wasn't making it. Like, mm-hmm. it was none of yeah. the guys who were in front of the, the cut. I mean, Reddick hopped in there, but Brad Keselowski had a bad race, so he was – down at the bottom and it just kind of i think it was the gap was like 20 points most of the race and it's like that's not enough now bubble was close and then he got spun out right late in the race and he lost all yeah. those positions but other than that i mean the the for this being a cutoff there really wasn't much excitement around that cutoff line no no and drama it, yeah it kind of it was meh <laughs> And this next round, I think, is meh, minus Homestead. I think Homestead will be a good race, but it'll be Las Vegas this weekend, Homestead next week, and uh, Martinsville to round out the final round before the championship four. Mm-hmm. Four weeks left in NASCAR, Travis. Four more weeks That's left. It. Wow. Yeah, so the the run had to come to an end sooner or later. It and did. It was, a, it was a glorious run, Travis. Six in a row. Chase tried, though. I was he watching tried. very... Very intently. He got it close. I was rather nervous. <laughs> I just needed one more caution to come out. And you did, and you would have had it. Yep, yep, I know. <laughs> Something else. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where they finish. So, like I said, I get it back to within four with four races left. So, we can keep going because, again, I can either win out and tie you, or if I can get a win, I pull mm-hmm. ahead. So Yep. That's what are, you need. Are worth five. I need a win. That's what you need. Make it competitive. I mean, uh, I'll just keep my mouth shut there. I won't have any billboard material. I mean, hey, if you get a material. win this week, Travis, you've locked it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess not technically. I could win back-to-back weeks. Good. You know, those five points could be big. But mm-hmm. right now you're up, you're up four. A win this week would put you up nine with three to go. I would have to win two oh travis if i win two and then you won that third race but not win it win it but just win pick them we would finish tied <laughs> again again then it'd go to average finish uh, yeah let's hope that doesn't happen uh-huh. <laughs> not good for your boy it's it's getting better it is getting better but it's getting better yeah That's so at least like you're only three spots behind it's getting respectable now with so. the the run that I've been on. There we go. So. Alrighty. All right. There we go. I think we are good to go. We're clear. As we clear to the deck. 
I believe we'll have more stuff to say about college football tomorrow. And we'll also be hearing from area coaches as well tomorrow on the show. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back for you tomorrow. Till then, peace out. <laughs>